0: everybody chef Marcus Giuliano here and welcome to chef on a mission radio episode number 74 we're going to jump into beverages into wine specifically today Um, We're going to talk about um, organic wine nitrate free wine not nitrate free wine sulfite free wine cured meats have nitrates Um, wines have sulfites Uh, so I'll talk about sulfites I'll talk about tannins Um, I'll talk about what you need to know to drink better quality or healthier wines uh today in this episode so stay tuned but first this is brought to you by Time bistro 165 canal street in ellenville new york that's been my restaurant since 2003 the first certified green restaurant in upstate new york uh, we've been certified back in 2008 or so uh, seven eight nine one of those years uh, in the very beginning and we got certified because i wanted to back up our claims a lot of restaurants claim that they're green that they're serving organic foods, that they're serving organic wine. And I wanted a way to actually say to the consumer, well, you know, go online and check and see what I do because it's third party verified and I'm audited very closely to make sure that I'm buying what I say I'm buying and or not buying uh, what I'm not supposed to be buying. Because the Green Restaurant Association can call any distributor at any time and pull a month's worth of invoices. And if they see something that's not doesn't meet the you know what what uh, the green certification is then i lose points in that category and the more points i lose uh the less i'm certified so we are happy to be doing well over 50 steps with the green restaurant association up here in ellenville new york so stop by and see us aroma time t-h-y-m-e bistro it's aroma a-r-o-m-a time like the herb bistro.com follow us come with us um come say hello and second vip winery vacations vip winery vacations we've been doing since 2015 where we bring you to our friends vineyards in italy and spain in new york state now via guadalupe in mexico so vip winery memories lifetime memories are not optional uh, so travel with jamie and i to some amazing wineries in these regions and um you'll get the vip red carpet treatment All right. So speaking about wine and wine tours and wine. So let's jump right into um, this whole thing about organic wine. Something about organic wine is so misleading. And I see even some of these so-called wine experts that don't even understand this. And I would say the majority of wine sales professionals, these are people that are selling the wine, are misrepresenting the term organic when it comes to wine yes even the people that are selling the wine the sales people that walk into me that have been doing this their whole lives that are saying you know check out this bottle of organic wine and i look at them like this wine's not organic and um they there's there's some big confusion which i'm going to talk about that in this episode right here so um where should we start first should we start with sulfites or organic wine let's start with the organics and since this this is the goods of of the show here so there's a big difference between grapes that are grown organically in the vineyard so you have a vineyard and a winery it's broken down into two parts the vineyard is the person who grows all the grapes the winery is the person who crushes the grapes ferments them bottles them now sometimes that's the same company the same family uh, the same winery the winery is the vineyard they're both sometimes they grow some of their grapes own grapes and sometimes they buy grapes so a winery can have its own vineyard and a winery can have a relationship with farmers and go out and buy grapes from another vineyard grapes that they don't even they don't they, you know that they don't own the land in fact some wineries have zero vineyards and they buy 100% of the grapes that are grown uh for their wine so they don't own any land or the land they own does not have vines on it and all of these are very popular uh, models when it comes to actual wine uh to, to, to winemaking so it's not like it's not like oh my gosh what do you mean that person doesn't have any land and those are frauds and imposters no there's a winery and a vineyard there's two separate things um and when you get into the spirits world the same thing a lot of these spirits that you're buying these high-end whiskeys, bourbons, ryes, They're not a distillery. They're just a bottler. They're buying the stuff already made from MGP, Midwestern Grain Products, or or outfit like that. And they're buying the barrels, bringing them in. And and Tito's does this, folks. Tito's doesn't make their own product. They buy it from somebody who's already making the neutral grain spirit. And they run it through their um, stills one more time and call it like handmade and stuff like that. There's a lot of controversy with Tito's. Um, A lot of controversy. There's been lawsuits because of misrepresentation on that, but again, it's not that it's wrong. It's just part of the business, and as long as you know that as a consumer, then fine, you can make a choice to support someone who's distilling and making the product, or someone who's just buying it from a massive corporation, bringing the barrels in and slapping their label on it, which is a lot, by the way, folks, more than you think, especially when it comes to rise in the United States. A lot of people are doing that. Um, so back to the wine. So it's totally legit for um, this business model for both. So don't think like, oh my gosh, that winery is a scam and they're not growing their own grapes. No, no, the winery just makes the wine. The vineyard grows the grapes. And like I said, probably the majority of the vineyards that I know are in this relationship, especially here in New York where they're half and half, uh, where they're growing some of their grapes and they're buying some of their grapes. And it's a way for a winery to grow its business and grow its sales, right? So you start out with 30 acres of land you're growing on 20 acres of it you have the you have the winery and the other 10 in the parking lot and all that kind of stuff so you're starting with only a certain amount of land you grow your grapes you make your wine and all of a sudden five six years down the road you're like wow we're actually selling everything we make and grow here we're actually selling it all we need to increase our sales so how do we do that well now we create Another label of wine, another line of wine, another whatever tier of wine, and we're going to start bringing grapes in, and we're going to blend them with our own, or we're going to actually make something new and distinctive, and and separate the two. And you know, when you have your state bottled wines, you're not a state bottled wines. So this is how businesses scale and grow, right? So it's not that it's wrong; it's just that this is this is totally accepted, by the way, totally accepted. So now back to agriculture: the people in the vineyard. The vines are growing, maybe growing the grapes 100% organic. Some, here's the most common thing I hear they're growing organic, they're just not certified because they reserve the right to spray chemicals. Well, gee, um, well, you're organic, you're not organic. You're organic some years, you're not, you know, so what, what it's a little confusing. And that's one of the things that a lot of wine reps will throw out. Oh, they're organic, they're just not certified. But when we mean organic, we mean the vines in the vineyard because there's two ways that a wine is certified organic. A wine is certified organic from the grapes, how they're grown, number one, and then in the winery, how the wine is made. Do you know wines um, in Europe, in the United States, in the United States more, you're allowed more, but you're allowed like 55, 59 additives in wine. And this is after the facts, the grapes have been grown organically, right? So you grow the grapes organically and then it comes into, into the winery and in Europe you're allowed like 50 something in America, you're allowed like 70 something, but you can add these additives to the wine colorings, flavorings, um, of course, sulfites that's an adding adding, right? So you add all these to it, and all of a sudden you're like, Well, what well, yeah, the wine making, the wine process wine-making process is so far from organic, even though the grapes were grown very organically. So, see how this is playing out here, folks. Two separate operations, two separate procedures, two separate it's really two separate certifications when it comes down to making organic wine. So now the vineyard is doing their part. Let's say the vineyard's a hundred percent organic, hundred um, percent organic. So the vineyard is growing the grapes and now it comes into the winery, but the winery is not into natural wines. So natural wines are where you're going to find your organic style wines or your organic wines, the natural style wines, where they're not finding as much, they're not filtering. They're, 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 they're so, some people don't, A lot of people don't really don't like the natural wines. They don't like how they're made, um, the flavors. Folks, a really true organic wine with no additives and very minimal, um, 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 what do I want to say? Very minimal um, fooling around with it. Some of these wines are not what you're used to, not what you're used to drinking at all. Um, So when you get a bottle of wine, and you're looking for organic, the wine must have the USDA certified organic label on the wine for the wine itself. Now, there's different regulations in the US versus um, Europe, and I'll talk about that as well. So the winery is growing all the grapes perfectly, they get it into the vineyard, uh, the wine, the vineyard grows all great. they get it into the winery, the winery now has to respect the same procedures and make the wine organically based upon the lack of all these additives and sulfites and stuff which is extremely 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 rare i would have to say 95 plus percent 98 percent 99 of the wines that you that are labeled that there were rep walks in a sales rep or you walk into a store and a restaurant there oh this wine is organic no the wine's not organic the grapes are organic this is the difference made with organic grapes or the whole wine is organic which means the grapes are organic anyway that second tier where everything's organic is extremely, extremely extremely rare. So a lot of people are misled and thinking, oh, it's an organic wine, there's no sulfites, there's no chems, there's no additives." I'm drinking the, a, the, a great pure wine. You're drinking a better wine than grapes that were sprayed with chemicals and weren't doing sustainable practices and weren't giving back to mother you know to, to, to mother nature and giving back to the environment and the earth. Um, but you're not drinking a true organic wine. And this is a part that I, I think is very misleading, because I think a rep sales rep should walk in or you could go into a store or into because there's organic sections in stores where the wines are not organic, the grapes are but the wines are. not So I think you should be able to walk into a store and have everybody who's a wine professional explain to you, I have wines that are made with organic grapes but the process of making the wine isn't organic. And then I have wines that are made with organic grapes and the whole process is organic. And the whole wine is certified organic from start to finish. And this would allow people to make better choices. But instead people come in to my restaurant and they say, well, the other restaurant that I went to last night had organic wine. Well, they did not have organic wine. They had wines made with organic grapes. And when you explain things to to people, they get upset with you because they're like, well, I just don't understand why you can't have like a, an organic. I'm like, we have wines made from organic grapes. We don't have, and well, this other restaurant has in this restaurant. I, when I go to the store, I always buy organic wine. And when they tell me what they're drinking, I'm like, that's not organic wine. This is the process. And people are very, very, very confused by this. And so the industry, I believe the sales reps, the companies that are pushing the wine, selling the wines, really need to teach their sales force to make this massive distinction. Now, sulfites. Are sulfites allowed in organic wine? Well, now let's break this down because all grapes have sulfites, naturally occurring sulfites. Strawberries have sulfites. Soul Dover Sol has food. Everything has sulfites, right? Everything has a certain level of sulfites, which is why a lot of people are not really allergic to sulfites, which we'll talk about that soon. Um, so in the United States, If you make wine where the wine is certified organic, you are not allowed to add sulfites. You're allowed to have the natural occurring sulfites that are naturally in the grapes. Some wineries, like Frey Vineyards, will go a step further and bottle after all the natural sulfites have faded to an undetectable level, because the longer wine ages, the less sulfites will have. So, if you have a sulfite allergy, a known sulfite allergy. each grape is different, right? So Pinot Noir is far different than Merlot and Cabernet and, and very different than white wines. White wines have a lot more sulfites. And I don't know if people know that, but they have a lot more sulfites. This is one of the, another misconceptions of wine that I'm gonna explain here in a moment. So the United States, you're not allowed, if the USDA logos on there, you're not allowed to add any added sulfites. Natural occurrings are fine. Different sulfite, it's natural. It's in the in the fruit already. Uh, other sulfites are a lot of sulfites are not naturally mined um, or made they're actually synthetic sulfites that they're adding to wine so that's another whole difference with sulfites so in europe if you make an organic wine in europe the whole process and you're shipping it to the u.s by law they are allowing a hundred parts per million For red wine to have sulfites and 110 parts per million of white wine to have sulfites added to them. So you're allowed. So if you pick up a bottle of Italian wine that says certified organic wine on it, or Spanish wine, certified organic wine, you they're allowed to add sulfites. That's just the rule. They're allowed to. Should they should that be the case? I don't think it should be, but that's just one of the loopholes in the certifications. It's like chickens, even certified organic chickens. That are air chilled are still sprayed with chlorine. It's part of the process. It's how the big boys play the game. It's how Bell and Evans um, plays the game in the organic world. So they couldn't produce. You couldn't produce an organic chicken commercially if you didn't spray or soak in chlorine to kill any possible contamination, cross contamination of E. Coli. It's just how it is. Should that be the way it is? No. Is that what your local farmer does? Not at all. Your local farmer, they're not spraying with chlorine and stuff like that because it's only their chickens are processing. So, but let's get off the chicken topic and back to wine. So when you walk into a store now, and if you are don't want any added sulfites and you want something that's truly organic from start to finish, you will have to buy an American produced wine. Simple as that. Are there many on the market? There's not. Because literally 99% of this whole organic thing, when they say I have organic wine, the wine's not organic, the grapes are. So, Now, let's talk about, do you really have a sulfite allergy? Because a lot of people say, well, I can't have sulfites. You know, sulfites are, so I just really can't have sulfites. So now, here's the great test, because as I mentioned, in the white world, white wines have more sulfites than red wines. And that's because sulfites are preservative. White wines need more help to be preserved than reds what really preserves red wines and the wine is the tannins those bitter notes the tannins that dry your mouth out when you drink the wine that hopefully is balanced by some fruit so it's not all dry on your mouth so tannins actually make the wine last longer and as you age the wine the tannins diminish the sulfites diminish as you age wine longer so if you're picking up a a uh, bottle of 1980s right now, Bordeaux, that's been sitting there for, you know, 30 plus years. That's totally different than the wine they just produced, the same red wine from the same grapes from the same plot of land that they just produced last year. The sulfites and tannin levels are drastically different. So you might say, well, gee, you know what? I drank this wine um, and I had no problems. Now I'm drinking their wine again and I have massive problems. I have a headache or whatever your side effects are from either a sulfite or a, a tannin. If this doesn't make sense. Well, because it's a different age and two, three, four, five years on a bottle of wine will make a difference with tannins and sulfites. So um, if you have an insensitivity, try to get wine that's aged, try to get wine or grapes that have less like Peter Noir has less tannins. Then perhaps Cabernet or Malbec or other ones. So the varietal might be key as well to you having success with drinking that wine. And I think some people have it figured out. Some people walk in and they can think of it, they say, I can only drink Peter Noir. I can only do this. Now, if you think you have a sulfite allergy and you think the sulfites, because here's the most common thing I hear people that think they have sulfite allergies. Sulfites bother me. I can only drink white wines. And that's the first inclination. That it's not a sulfite allergy it's a tannin reaction because again white wines have more sulfites so if this is you and you have you have issues with red wines and not white wines you're going to be looking at the actual tannins and not the sulfites now that's a big difference one way to test yourself on sulfites is to go buy those apricots that are really bright orange in the store because they are treated with a ton of sulfites those are those have a lot those have like 2,000 parts per million of sulfites versus wine that has a 110 parts so there's a massive 20 times amount of sulfites in, in those in those apricots so go buy some of those gold apricots eat a couple if you do not have any reactions then you're looking at tannins now because that's, that's your sulfite. That is your sulfite guy, those, those really dried fruits uh, that are really bright. And all those fruits have it, Cran- cranberries, craisins, all those, all those have it. By the way, did you know that cranberries, dried cranberries, craisins, the majority of companies, 99%, you know, I'm not sure that's quite accurate, but the majority of the companies actually get their craisins as a byproduct. The cranberries are already juiced for cranberry juice and then so now they have to um make these into craisins so they have to like plump them up with some glucose and dry them and and make these craisins that are actually a byproduct the juice is already removed out of it and it's going for ocean spray juice and i have all this stuff left and like what do we do all this well, let's plump it with some sugar and uh and dry them up and call it a craisin there are companies out there that do make dried cranberries from the whole unpressed fruit. And it will say it on the label there, but again, extremely, extremely, extremely rare. Now back to the sulfites and tannins. So the apricots are your sulfite guide. That's, that is that is what will tell you, point you in that direction. So now, sulfites. Now, if it's the sulfites you know, or certified organic wines from the United States are how you're gonna avoid sulfites. Frey Vineyards is probably one of the best because they actually label it sulfite-free, no added sulfites, no naturally occurring sulfites. They have all this broken down on all their wines. Great, great family-run winery in uh, California. Uh, But there are other wineries out there too as well. Now, I'm not saying don't support wines that are made with organic grapes, that the wine's not organic, because we always want to support anybody, a farm, anybody who's doing the right thing with the earth, with the ground. That is, um, that's our first and foremost, right? We wanna protect our natural resources. So, and again, if you go to any old restaurant, you're not gonna find wine that's all of a sudden, the whole deal's organic. And the sommelier, the owner, whoever's gonna come to you and be like, oh, this is wines are organic here. And it's not, basically it's not unless it says USDA certified organic on the label there, all right? So there are gonna be other labels like Demeter, Because a lot of wines are grown by, grapes are grown by dynamically, which is a fantastic way to grow grapes, an amazing way to grow grapes. But again, then the wine goes into, the grapes go into the vineyard, into the winery, and then they, from there, are made with additives. Now, the French, because they're allowed less additives, or the Europeans, they're allowed like 20 less additives than Americans for their wine. They, um... They're going to be a little more careful with their wines and what they add to them. And um, so European wines can be a bit cleaner. They can be a bit cleaner. Not that it's always a guarantee, but they can be a bit cleaner because they just, they just have more traditions and, and less, less things that are approved for their wines for additives. So I hope that helps you with your um, quest for drinking organic wines, enjoying wine, enjoying wines and not having to worry about sulfites or tannins and things like that. I really hope that helps you with that journey. And um, if you want to join us on that journey, drinking wine, of course, check out VIP Winery Vacations vip winery vacations we take you to our friends wineries in europe uh in italy in mexico all throughout new york uh, that is one of the uh, that is one of the 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 themes here of my restaurant aroma time is we um, like to say there's a story in every port we actually visit the majority of the vineyards that are on our wine list so when you go up and down the wine list, we pick a bottle out for you. Uh, we typically have lots of great memories and stories from those vineyards all over Europe, uh, Spain and Italy, and California. We've been all over California, and it's really a lot of fun to meet to meet family-run wineries and meet the families and meet the winemakers and have dinner with them and break bread with them and have them show you their their property. Uh, it's really one of those uh, one of the most amazing things. Wine is truly one of those. Um, cultural things that um, that has many levels of appreciation when you meet the actual people who pour their their lives into it their their hearts their soul their love their passion and make a a truly amazing product uh, from the land it's really really amazing the patience of winemakers Uh, wine is one of those businesses where you just don't you just don't open a winery and start producing wine the very next day and start making revenue. You know, a restaurant, you can sign a lease, put everything in place. And three months later, in our case at Aroma Time, it was that month later, 30 days, we were up and running and creating revenue. Some wineries take five, six, seven years, 10 years, which is why I was explaining in the beginning, some wineries will buy their grapes. Because if you start a winery in a vineyard, you have to plant the grapes. The grapes have to grow. They have to have go through several harvest seasons before the grapes are good enough to start making wine out of. That's going to be three, four, five years. And then you get the wine, you make it, you crush it, you ferment it, you age it for another year before you release it. And you're already at six years before you've ever brought a single dollar in to the operation. So some wineries, and this is why distilleries do this as well, some wineries will automatically buy the grapes in the beginning, to plant their own grapes and then start weaning off or or balancing their grapes with the other grapes. So if they buy grapes from day one and they make a a rosé wine, they can literally have wine six months later, a year later, they're having wine in the bottles and they are um, up and running with production and up and running with revenue. In the spirit world, when you're making a whiskey, we all like when we drink whiskeys, bourbons, ryes. Oh, how old is that? Oh, how old is that bourbon? How long is it aged for? You know, they'll say, you know, three years, four years, five years, two and a half years. Well, imagine starting a distillery, all that expensive equipment, um, the building, all this, all this. And then all of a sudden saying, what do you mean we have to wait four years before we can release our whiskey to start making revenue? This is why some places like to do uh, vodka, because vodka is not a non aging spirit, right? Vodka, gin, gin, you just have to infuse with the botanicals. So, vodka versus bourbon or rye or an American whiskey is going to be years of difference in revenue. And this is why a distillery that has brown spirits, whiskeys, bourbons, ryes, will go out and buy already made barrels from MGP, Midwestern Grain Products. They will already buy the stuff already made in the barrels and aging. and They will bring the barrels into their operation. And from there, they will put them into bottles. So literally, you've cut that process down from three to four years to five years to three to four months and you have bottles of whiskey that you can put your own label on and the way that you know this if, if, if a distillery is doing this is you look on the back label and i'll say bottled by such and such distillery or it'll say distilled and bottled by such and such distillery that's the distincting factor that's there and i love it when people say to me you've got to try this rye marcus this rye is amazing it's amazing this new, it's amazing. I'm like, okay, and I'm like, are they making their own product? And everybody's like, oh yeah, they're making their own product. They make their own, they make their own product. Flip so over the label, look at it. Bottled by XYD's decelerate. I'm like, okay, they didn't make this product. They just bottled the product. They already bought. This is like you, this is like you buying Poland Springs water in massive barrels and big big jugs, tanker load of 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 um, Poland Springs water, and you can do something to it, like maybe throw some crystals in it, right? And say, "Oh, we're transforming the water," and then put it into your own bottles, and your own label. Um, and you don't, you don't know even what a water a well looks like. You don't even know what a, you know, you don't even know anything about the water business. And you don't have the land. You don't have the well. You don't have the rights. You're just buying water and just rebottling it into. And many people do this with tap water, right? They'll filter tap water, um, from municipal water, and they'll put it into a bottle. And it's great as long as you as a consumer know what you're buying. Then I have no problem with any of these. Same thing with the winery and the vineyard, the grapes, are they growing them or not growing them? <clears throat> I have no problem, just let us know, is the wine organic or is it not organic? Let us know. And I think there should be regulations on wine. If you're gonna say made with organic wine, made with organic grapes, I think there needs to be more of a definition on there by law so people aren't confused in thinking that the whole wine is organic and they're not getting sulfites, they're not getting additives. Um, because it's frustrating if you have sensitivities and allergies to certain things and spirits, the beverage world in general. You don't need to put anything on the labels. I mean, you can take beer and put fish bladders in them as a finding agent, isn't gloss. And the brewery, the label does not have to reflect what's in there. Um, a lot of times they filter with 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 charred cow bones, bovine bones, and that's the way they filter. And it'd just be nice to know if they're putting animal products or using animal products to being put into your spirits. Winemakers fine wines with powdered egg whites. Some use bentonite clay, but it'd just be nice to say, hey, we use egg whites, other ingredients in here. Egg whites, the only thing they're allowed to, that they have to put on there by law is sulfite. So it says, contains grapes and sulfites. Doesn't say anything else, doesn't say colorings, does not say anything else. So I feel the beverage industry, and I'm not sure why this is, but the beverage industry needs to really have an overhaul of labeling legislation so we can understand what we're truly honestly drinking or not drinking so we can know what to avoid and and have full transparency here which is why jamie and i one of the reasons jamie and i love going to visit the vineyards is when you're there firsthand you see what they're doing we're at one operation uh a year or so ago and i'm like what are all those bags of sugar doing here like Oh, we have to balance out the acidity in the wine. (laughs) You have to balance it out. If it's too sweet, if it's too dry and we're looking for a little sweeter wine, we add some sugar to it. I was like, oh, that's nice to know because that's not on the label. But when you have a pallet of Domino's sugar sitting right there that could be genetically modified beet sugar going into a bottle of high-end wine, there's a major um, connection gap communication gap to the end consumer of what they're honestly drinking all right folks thanks for tuning in i appreciate it check out dot com. follow us on instagram or wherever and we're everywhere and vip winery vacations and um, happy drinks